What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Let's get into those week four games. Not too many AFC home games, so we got to borrow some from the NFC slate. But we're going to talk about Denver and Las Vegas, Buffalo at Baltimore, Zach Wilson's debut, Cleveland at Atlanta, and four more games. I'll tell you about them in a little bit. I'm Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg and Heath Cummings, and here we go. We got starters here. We're going to get Tua Tungavailoa tonight. Looks like he's going to play. Very excited for tonight's game and very excited for this slate. And hmm, I know I don't want to surprise you with a question here, but I'm going to surprise you with a question. Anybody that you can think of that has a prove it week to you, a prove it week. I'm going to talk for just a little bit to give Heath and Jamie some time to think about it. Oh, I got it. it. It's easy. Okay, prove it week, Jamie. I mean, it's it's got to be DJ Moore and Brandon Cooks, right? Those those guys have it's their time, and I think they will. I think they'll come through with uh, better better than what we've seen performances. I think this is going to be the breakout game for Cooks. And I think DJ Moore will remind people who he is. I don't know if he'll have like the greatest game, but I think he'll he'll make you he'll make you want to hold on to him. Okay, that's. Are you sure? Is that Heath or is that Jamie speaking? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Cooks though, you guys are very different on. You know, I was going to ask you about that. Cooks, Heath has him in the top twenty, and he's got. Is it no? Well, all right, got to hit refresh because as of yesterday, he had him. As of this morning, he's in the thirties. All right, Cooks is now. Yeah, Cooks, you got him. You got him. Oh, 20th. There he is. Uh, you moved him up quite a bit. Dave has him 32nd. Um, all right, Heath, anybody that you feel needs to prove it? I mean, there's like 17 million players we thought were going to be good that have been kind of meh. And um, I, I, the one I would say is Russell Wilson. The Raiders, ah, defense, is not, Raiders defense is not very good. Um, it, It's time. And he's played. Multiple defenses that are not very good this year, but it's time to prove that this whole thing's not just going to be a disaster. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Um, that's I think a, Brady too. Brady goes off this week. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. By the way, with Brandon Cooks, I mean, how much of how much of uh, how much will J.C. Jackson's status Im- impact your Brandon Cooks ranking? I think if he plays, he's not playing one hundred percent. Right. So. 
I'm not I'm not necessarily so concerned about it. the Bosa injury is really more the problem. Like, you know, I I love the Chargers defense last week. Obviously, I was I was a fool for that based on the outcome. Um, but you know, when I when I had them ranked one, it was with the expectation that Jackson was going to play and he he didn't, and that Bosa wasn't gonna get hurt, and he did, you know. So that was just a brutal game for them all the way around. You know, you lose your left tackle, you don't have your 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 star receiver, you don't have you know your your best pass rush and your best corner. Um, and the Jaguars are obviously better than than I thought they were going to be in that matchup. Um, but for this week, no, I think Cooks probably chasing points will be in a good spot. Yeah, the uh, Chargers without Joey Bosa are. I don't think they're as bad as the Steelers without T.J. Watt. I think I saw yesterday the Steelers have never won without T.J. Watt. Uh, is that possible? And maybe they're like over the last over the over. No wins in the last six games without Watt, something like that. But uh, without Bosa, the Chargers. Last year, they played one game without Bosa. It was against Houston. They gave up 41 points, 34 points on defense. Their last five games without Bosa over the last two seasons, they've given up 29 or more points in three of five games. And one of the games that they didn't was against Chiefs backups. So they've been horrible without now, Bosa. Now, to be fair, they didn't have anybody opposite him like they do now. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And they should have just a better overall defense. No, I guess that's but... not fair. Melvin Ingram's been a pretty good player. All right. So that's who uh, that we got some prove-it weeks this week, some Joe Boo weeks. And how about players we love, Jamie? Let's start it off with the start of the week. I have two. Uh, the start of the week is Jamal Williams. Love the setup for him. Uh, you know, we've seen certainly what this Detroit rush offense could be. Uh, they've already produced four games between him, Jamal Williams, and DeAndre Swift of 16 or more PPR points. And so they've, they've done a great job of just running the ball, and I think that will continue uh, in this matchup against Seattle, which has already allowed two running backs to go over 21 PPR points, Javante Williams in week one and Cordero Patterson last week. So... Uh, Jamal set up for a top 10 week. The other the other player that I love, I'll go back to the defense, um, uh, the Packers defense this week. I think they're going to be just monstrous against the Patriots at home. All right. Heath, how about you? Who do you love? Yeah, I'll take the other backup running back who we expect to start, Khalil Herbert. Um, we just saw the Cowboys run all over this Giants defense. It might be different if the Giants get healthy, but I still think as long as David Montgomery's not there, Khalil Herbert's going to get 20 touches and probably be a top 10 running back. Five games as a feature back in his career. He's had 18 or more carries in all of them. And uh, Leonard Williams was limited in practice on Wednesday for the Giants. It doesn't mean he's going to play. It is encouraging to see the progress, though. But, yeah, these guys, no matter who, no matter uh, Leonard Williams' status for the Giants won't, won't change the rankings too much, I assume, for Herbert. Uh, so, guys, for Jamal Williams and Khalil Herbert, how good are they going to be? In ter- and in terms of the rankings, you know, are they going to be in your top 12? They both are, yes. Yeah, Heath, how about I, you? Both? Yeah, they're they're 10 and 11. And who I you, would start both of them over two first-round picks, for sure, over Najee Harris and over Joe Mixon. What about Derrick Henry? I'll, th- I'll throw in Dalvin Cook as well. <laughs> uh, what, what about Derrick Henry? Henry's facing the so far toughest run defense in football in the Colts. I don't currently have it ranked that way, but that might change. Okay. No. I hope I hope what we saw from Henry last week continues with the role in the past game. I I know, they you know he's kind of got. You feel like Derrick Henry kind of has to get going a little bit before he can be good. Like he, you know, if you get him in the backfield, he's not going to spin away from you, right? But he's got he's got like uh, cartoon feet. You know, it's, it kind of goes in place, and then then it's um, like you can't stop him. So you got to get him in space a little bit because the line's not he, what it used to be. The the broadcast for the. Uh, the Raiders game this weekend was talking about how 
when you see him go sideways, it's a win for the defense. Mm-hmm. When he's going north south, you're in trouble. And you know, yeah. If he's going downhill, it's hard to get in front of him. All right, who are we avoiding this week, Jamie? You want to start? Uh, who are we avoiding? Uh, I would avoid Clyde Edwards-Hilaire this week. Um, last week's game was was very troubling from the standpoint of seven carries and no yards. Um, touchdown saved you. And aside from um, the uh, big run against the Chargers on Thursday night, he's been a little touchdown dependent. I like his role in the passing game, so that's not going to – his floor in PPR is okay. Uh, but the touchdowns have sort of saved him a little bit. The fact that he's got eight carries or less in three games in a row is a little troubling. And this run defense, as we know, is pretty amazing, even without uh, Dendamakin Sue and Akeem Hicks. They were pretty good last week against a very good rushing attack. All right, CEH is someone to, if you can, try to avoid. Heath, how about you? Who are you avoiding this week? Uh, I'd like to avoid both Matthew Stafford and Cam Akers and Allen Robinson. Um, this 49ers defense has been really impressive, and they've they've not played a lot of great offenses. Um, we thought they were going to play one last week, and they completely destroyed them. I just, the 49ers have kind of had the Rams number. I still think the Rams probably find a way to win it, but this looks like a really low scoring game. I don't want to start Stafford or Akers. This is, a bad, is this a bad quarterback week? Yes. I mean, so far it's been a bad quarterback season. Sure. But I'm, I mean, I'm thinking about the, the Raiders Broncos game in particular. And, you know, you guys have Wilson. You know, you have Wilson between 12 and 14. Carr, I was surprised. Dave and Heath both have Carr ninth um, again, in a really tough matchup. And uh, I don't know. Just, I, I don't know. I Talk about the quarterback landscape, Heath, this week. Uh, I still don't want to start Tom Brady. I still don't want to start Russell Wilson. Uh, Trey Lance got hurt and Justin Fields fell off the face of the earth. I don't want to start Matthew Stafford. It's, it, it's really tough. And the only guys that have really emerged – um, Carson Wentz, you don't feel great about because of Dallas's pass rush. Marcus Mariota and Jared Goff are my favorite streamers. Um, but those aren't guys that you really think could be top five quarterbacks. They're guys that, well, they'll probably finish close to 12. It's it's pretty gross, and it feels pretty good if you have Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson. What about Tua? I'm starting him. <laughs> Do you like him better than uh, Derek Carr? And Russell Wilson, obviously. Okay. Yeah. All right, Tua is uh, 11th for Jamie and 14th for Dave, 8th for Heath. Okay, uh, I'm going to give you a crazy stat real quick here. Just This one really stood out to me last night uh, doing some research. Deontay Johnson has 21 catches this year. Deontay Johnson has 8 yards after the catch. He is averaging 0.4 yards after catch per catch. That is insane. He has been... 5.2, 4.5, and 4.9 yards after catch per catch. About five yards per five yards after the catch per catch each of the last three years. This year, 0.4 for Deontay Johnson. That is, I mean, it's it's really I don't even know the fantasy relevance. It's just really interesting and insane. And that is how you have all these targets and seven catches a game and no touchdowns because also they've thrown four passes in the red zone this year. Well, so, yeah. and like. I've talked about it a bunch, like using yards per target or yards per reception. The last three years, he's been one of the least efficient wide receivers in football. And this year, it's gotten worse. But this is why. I mean, there's no yak. This is insane. This is five yards, well, four to but, five yards lower than it usually is. 
his his ADOT has gone up by three yards. That that is also true. His ADOT's up. Yeah. So like there should be a a little bit of an expectation of a drop in yak when when there's a, that big of increase in in ADOT. Yeah, but this is like this is extreme. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, we'll uh, talk about the Jets and the Steelers. Pretty interesting game actually from a fantasy standpoint. And you can follow that Jet Steelers game or any game you want on the CBS Sports app. This is a great time of year. There's so many sports you're following. So let's say it's Sunday and you can't watch the baseball game that you want to watch because football's on or something like that. Um, you just download the CBS Sports app and you can watch games on the CBS Sports app too. There's lightning fast live scoring for every pro and college football game and all major sports, of course. You can track your favorite teams or just individual games that you have been interested in with the click of a button. And it's the way I get my breaking news alerts. Um, I watch live sports on there, as I mentioned, and stay on top of all the latest updates. And the CBS Sports app is totally free on iPhone or Android. And it's the easiest way to keep your finger on the pulse of every game that matters. Let's do some news and notes here. Quarterback news. Zach Wilson's going to start. Jameis Winston is questionable, but his head coach, Dennis Allen, says he thinks Winston will not miss the game. And Winston says he thinks he'll play. They are in London to face Minnesota. Tua is questionable, but expected to play. And Dak Prescott, apparently now his most realistic return date is week six. We were hoping for week five. According to Ian Rappaport, week six is the most realistic return date for Dak. Every day is like a different report. So by the time we get to, you know, next Monday, it's probably like week 12. Yeah. Eventually they're going to say, oh, we probably should have put about IR. All right. Running back news. Christian McCaffrey. uh, Is this a big deal, by the way? Christian McCaffrey missing practice with a quad injury. You never know with these Wednesday reports. But what do you guys think of this McCaffrey situation? So Jonathan Jones, our NFL insider, who's, you know, probably plugged into the Panthers more so than any other team because he used to cover them. Uh, he said that this injury is more concerning than the other ones that have been bothering him over the last couple of weeks. So take that for what it's worth. Does that mean that he's going to miss any time? Doesn't sound like it, but you heard what he said last week, right? <laughs> when he said, if I, I think it was something effective, yeah. if I go pee, uh, I'm on the injury report. Every time I take a piss, I'm on the injury report. Um, I, I think you got to anticipate that he's going to be fine at this point, but if you're in a deeper league, you want to pick up, I think it's probably Chuba Hubbard over Deontay Foreman, but I think it would be a committee. So there's no real Khalil Herbert, Jamal Williams type of guy. But it might not be a bad idea to speculate just in case. Boston Scott missed practice. J.K. Dobbins was limited with a chest injury. We know DeAndre Swift's got the ankle and shoulder issues. We knew about the shoulder. He also has an ankle issue. Don't expect DeAndre Swift this week. Probably not next week. David Montgomery missed practice. They still haven't said, they still say David Montgomery's day to day. You know, uh, Dave mentioned that there are different internet doctors who think he has a high ankle sprain, but that has not come out from the Bears yet. Cordaro Patterson mispracticed. Remember, a lot of guys mispracticed on Wednesday, so we're just keeping an eye on it. Cliff Kingsbury says he wants James Conner to be more involved in the offense. They're at Carolina this week. Dalvin Cook mispracticed, and Travis Homer is on IR for the Seahawks, which probably isn't a big deal, but might get give you a few more catches for Rashad Penny, something like that. And they are at Detroit. Wide receiver news. Jalen Waddle's questionable, but he will play. Amonra St. Brown missed practice with an ankle injury. Can't say for sure that he's going to play this week. Uh, they are all sorts of banged up. Yeah, they really are, huh? DJ Chark was limited. Hawkinson missed practice. And I kept forgetting to mention, but they also lost a starting safety, Tracy Walker, for the season yep. to an Achilles injury. Uh, Chris Godwin and Julio Jones were both limited. Julio would appear to have a better chance of playing this week. 
Uh, Keenan Allen was limited. Rondell Moore was limited. You guys have any interest in picking up Rondell Moore? If you have an open roster spot, it's not a bad. Like, if you're not going to play Greg Dortch, and that's something you're considering, if Rondell Moore comes back, he's probably pushing Greg Dortch to the sidelines. So, 27% rostered. Huh? 27% rostered. Yeah. Rondell Moore. Uh, what else? We got Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas mispracticed. Jacoby Myers was limited. The Titans want to get Traylon Burks more involved. They were at the Colts this week. Miko Hardman mispracticed and Hunter Renfro mispracticed. Maybe that opens something up for Mac Hollins. Tight end news, TJ Hawkinson. He's one of the banged up Lions. He has a foot issue. Dalton Schultz was limited in practice. Got a chance to play this week. Um, on the offensive line, the Ravens uh, boss, Ronnie Stanley could play this week. He practiced in full for the first time. And center Corey Lindsley for the Chargers was limited in practice. On defense, we're looking at, at uh, Darius Slay and Jair Alexander. They're two of the best cornerbacks in football. Slay mispractice. Jair Alexander left the game early last week. He, there, he's day-to-day. Jordan Poyer, safety for the Bills. They're hoping to get him back this week. He was limited in practice. J.C. Jackson, Chargers star cornerback. He was limited in practice. The names I've said so far, Darius Slay, Jair Alexander, Jordan Poyer, J.C. Jackson. These are important pieces. Another important piece for the Ravens' run defense. The Ravens' run defense has actually been pretty bad so far, and they they just suffered a, a big injury up front. Michael Pierce tore his biceps. He could either have season-ending surgery or play through it. He has not made that decision yet, but this makes a, an already suspect run defense even even worse, and they've got uh, Buffalo this week. And Denver, their best run. They haven't been good against the run either. Their best run stuff where DJ Jones has a concussion. He missed practice. Pittsburgh, uh, I got to check on that stat. How many games has TJ Watt missed? Because I saw that they were 0-6 without Watt, but I feel like he's missed a lot more than that. Uh, and Joey Bosa's on IR. Okay, those are your stats. You All missed right. the fun one, though. What did I miss? Jonathan Taylor missed practice. First time ever that he's missed practice in his life. Wow. High school, college, and the NFL. Interesting. He's okay, or, or is that... Yeah, according to everything, he's he's fine. <laughs> Uh, dealing with a toe injury, but I'm, I, you know, I don't want to see him sit, but I'm so curious what they would do because what we saw in the preseason with that one game against Buffalo, the first preseason game mm-hmm. where it was all nine minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, yeah, TJ Watts only missed six games. They're 0 and six in his career without TJ Watt. All right. You know what, Jamie? I don't love when TJ Watt misses games. I love watching TJ Watt and you love your Peloton. And everybody, if you can get a Peloton, you really got to get a Peloton. I, I am very jealous of all the Peloton people out there. Everyone loves their freaking Peloton. They always brag about it. And okay, I'm going to be part of that group. As soon as I move to a new house, I'm going to be on the Peloton. I'm going to get in shape. I, I need to, okay? So that's a great way to exercise. You can do it from the comfort of your home. And Jamie can tell you more about why he loves his Peloton. And the nice thing for you is obviously you're, you're an in-shape person to begin with. Uh, unlike me, who has a dad bod, and I have to lose a few pounds. Uh, but the, you know, it's not necessarily just about losing weight. It's also about toning up and, and getting in, you know, just better health. Um, I've said this time and time again. There are just ways to do things with Peloton and the Peloton app that don't necessarily require the bike or or, or the treadmill. You can use the bands. You can do the band workouts. Uh, they do a lot of strength training. Um, uh, we love the meditation app. You know, we use that for our kids all the time. But really, on the bike, it's just a great way to you know get a workout in your home. Uh, the music is fantastic. The instructors are great. Um, we're, you know, in, in a spot where we have a desk for our Peloton. So, you know, it's a good way to work while you're riding, uh, for me tonight, when I'm watching the game, Dolphins and Bengals, I'll get a ride in just to, you know, um, 
watch the game from a different perspective. So yeah, I love Peloton. It's fantastic. And uh, uh, can we stop talking so I can go ride right now? <laughs> as soon as we're done here. Motivation that moves you anytime, anywhere. Try the Peloton bike or tread risk-free for 30 days. Learn more at onepeloton.com. New members only. Terms apply. That's onepeloton.com. One P-E-L-O-T-O-N. Dot com And again, you can get a risk-free trial uh, for 30 days for the Peloton Biker Tread. Thank you, Jamie. Let's do one question for each game. We have got eight games on the schedule today, and we'll begin with one question for Denver at Las Vegas. Is this Russell Wilson's breakout game? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Uh, has he, yeah. I, I don't think he scored 15 points yet. No, he has it. 13. Oh, no, no, no. He did in week one. 19.8. My bad. 19.8. So, yeah, I, I think it has a decent chance of being his best game of the season. Um, this is a, one of many games this week where the Vegas line is just kind of like, hmm, the Raiders are two and a half point favorites and the Broncos have an implied total of 21 and a half. Um, that's, that's not a lot. Does not sound like Vegas expects this to be Russell Wilson's breakout game. <laughs> it's hard to uh, it's hard to think the Raiders could be zero and four. You know, uh, you got to get a win at some point. Uh, all right, uh, question for ba- Buffalo at Baltimore: Rashad Bateman or Gabe Davis? This should be the smashiest of Gabe Davis smash weeks ever. You've got a yeah. secondary that just lets people run down the field and do whatever they want, and that's what he does: he just run down the field and wait for Josh Allen to heave it. Um, this should be, if, if we get another game where he goes three for 50 on five targets, there may be some Gabe Davis concern. How about Rashad Bateman? Any interest in him this week? I have him as a third receiver in the one league where I have him, you know, so I think that's kind of where he's going to live. You know, it's, it's going to be a lot of two for 59. And if he scores, you're happy. If he doesn't, you know, you're getting a great yards per catch. Yep. I think he leads in yards per catch. He does. Yeah, he's big play machine. All right, Jacksonville at Philadelphia. One of the best stories of the year, those Jaguars. Do you trust any Jaguars this week, Jamie? Yeah, uh, I'm still starting James Robinson and Christian Kirk. Um, I think Lawrence is going to get some some production still. I, I, you know, you, you mentioned bad quarterback week. I don't think he's going to have uh, a 30-point game, but I think he'll be in that 18 to 22 range, you know, so um, garbage time will matter. I think the Jaguars offense is, is legit. You know, you got to buy into what you've seen so far through the first three weeks of the season. They're going to look back on that Washington game and really kick themselves that they end up missing the playoffs because of it, because that's a game that they were the better team on the field. They just didn't win. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think the guys that have been productive so far, you know, it's, it's really the Zay Joneses and the Evan Ingrams, you know, and, and Lawrence isn't a must start clearly, but, uh, Kirk and, and Robinson have been too productive to, to sit them in this matchup. Yeah, this is another one where Vegas is kind of saying it's a prove-it game. They've got an implied total of 20.25, which is very, very low. Um, and it's a great defense they're facing. Um, yeah. I, I've got a tough decision to make in a league where I have Wilson and Lawrence, and I still haven't decided. Hmm. Uh, the Jets are at Pittsburgh. How much are you changing your rankings or projections with Zach Wilson, at quarterback, Heath? I took away, uh, like, three or four percent of target share from the running backs and gave it to the wide receivers. That's pretty much it. Like there's always some normalization. If Joe Flacco was starting, I wouldn't project them for 50 pass attempts. 
So there, that part was going to be adjusted no matter who the quarterback was. I think I've got Wilson projected for 40, 42. I'm pretty excited about this opportunity for him. It's a second-year quarterback. We should expect him to be better than he was last year. The Steelers' defense is not what we, we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year. They're not healthy right now. And he's surrounded by fantastic weapons. This I kind of want to maybe run a couple Jets stacks out there in DFS. All right. I think it's very interesting how the Elijah Moore crowd is right now because mm. the whole offseason it was Zach Wilson's bad for Elijah Moore. And then Elijah Moore gets off to a bad start with Garrett Wilson playing at the level that he's at and Tyler Conklin doing the, what he was doing and you know the first two games for Corey Davis. And then it's Zach Wilson will save Elijah Moore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to give this stat later, but I'll just tell you now because the – the uh, the Elijah Moore people are saying Joe Flacco just throws too short and he doesn't throw downfield. Well, guess what? Joe Flacco has basically the same exact air yards per pass attempt this year as Zach Wilson did last year. They're within one-tenth of a yard. The place that Wilson loved last year was a slot-wide receiver, and that's where Garrett Wilson's living. So it might just be better for Garrett Wilson. The Chargers are at Houston. Uh, Damian Pierce, another good game. Can he follow it up, Jamie? I, he's going to get the work. I mean, that's the encouraging thing. You know, I don't like that he's on the injury report, and they brought in a couple guys to work out this weekend, or this week, excuse me. So, you know, I don't know what that means. <clears throat> Clearly, I, I saw Aaron Wilson, who covers the team for Pro Football Network, was asked about that. And he said, you know, they're always going to, you know, try bring guys in for depth because um, clearly it's not a very robust running back room. But um, if Pierce is healthy, I mean, you know, you're looking at probably 20 carries. Uh, the, the Chargers, I don't think, um, are, are a run defense that you have to sit uh, oh, they've been again. terrible, terrible, and they were terrible so, last year. Yeah, I, I mean, if they get behind dramatically, which could happen, you know, we just haven't seen that from the Chargers yet. But if that if that happens, then he's in trouble. I just don't think that's necessarily going to be the case early in the game. You're starting so, yeah, I'm Pierce with, Pierce over Ceh. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, Heath Cleveland at Atlanta. Start all Browns. Uh, I'm no, I'm not, not starting percent. Not percent. <laughs> I think Hunt is a flex, um, but a high-end flex. So you're probably if you have a flex, you're probably starting him. Cooper is a, a good number two wide receiver, and I don't have much confidence in Najoku. I like I wouldn't blame anyone for starting him, but I I certainly wouldn't call him a must start, and he's not in my top twelve tight ends. Um, it, he's he's in that group of man. I hope hope this is the week where he's good. I hope it's not the week where he has two targets. Okay, Patriots are at Packers. Any good starts for the Packers? Well, any good starts in this game other than Aaron Jones, Jamie? I'd still start Dylan. I mean, this is a game where they should win and have an opportunity to kill Fox, and he's gotten double digit carries each of the first three weeks. Um, and I would start Dobbs or Lazard as number three receivers, depending on what your roster looks like. But nothing more than that. All right, ten- I, I do think this is a good opportunity for Tanya. Like, you know, seven okay. targets last week, six catches. You know, hopefully he's getting healthy, building towards something. And the Patriots have been awful against that end, certainly the last three weeks. You know, so it wouldn't surprise me if he scores. Rodgers is also a low-end starter. Tennessee is at Indianapolis. Do you trust Derrick Henry against what so far has been the best run defense in football? I don't think you're sitting Derrick Henry. Nope. But I don't think it's a, a smash week for Derrick Henry. I know. Yeah, I don't have the guts to sit Derrick Henry, but definitely. Well, yeah, they got, they got to keep giving him the ball in the passing game. That would be very nice. Maybe I can ask a better question than this. I mean, it's pretty easy, right? I, well, Naeem Hines, I guess, is the trickiest one in this game. Tennessee at Indianapolis. So would you start in PPR? Would you start Naeem Hines 
or um, no, he's too low end. Not, you said you didn't like Clyde Edwards Zelayer this week, Jamie Hines or Clyde. No, you're starting Clyde. Clyde yeah, I, this game's easy. This is why it's the last game we're doing. It's like you're going to start the running backs. You're starting Pittman. Oh, how about Robert Woods? Uh, Robert Woods and Traylon Burks are basically rostered in the same amount of leagues. Who would you rather have this week, and who would you rather have rest of season? Burks. Uh, Woods this week, Burks rest of season. All right. The fact that Burks is again on the injury part, I know it's an illness, but something just feels off with this guy. It's unfortunate. Denver's at Las Vegas. Stat of the game. Let's take a look at what's going on with Derek Carr. His air yards per pass attempt is, is basically exactly the same as it's been each of the last two seasons. So he's not throwing the ball shorter or, or deeper downfield. His completion percentage, though, has plummeted. Through three games, Derek Carr is completing 60.8% of his passes, and that is obviously hurting his yards per attempt. And he has been around, he's been 67.3% or better four straight seasons. So I, you know, if that improves, then you could have, you know, you could have the breakout that you were hoping for from Derek Carr. Um, anyway, Heath, I was surprised to see you had him ninth. Jamie, I think thirteenth for Derek Carr, but the Broncos' defense is obviously really good uh, so far. Geno Smith did have a big game against them, twenty points, but a great, great day from Davis Mills, seven points, Garoppolo ten. Why the faith in Derek Carr? I mean, he's he's basically kind of been the same guy every week. Two touchdowns and 250 to 300 yards. And that, those numbers that you talked about in terms of the efficiency, it's been so much worse this year. I just don't buy that that's going to be the case moving forward. So I, th- I think he's going to live in that 22-point range. And there are too many quarterbacks who I had ranked ahead of him at the beginning of the season who have been awful or are in awful spots this week. And I... I'm not to the point yet to where I'm downgrading guys because they're facing the Broncos defense. And you like Carr better than Wilson, but Jamie, you like you have Wilson 12th and Carr 13th. So you have them back to Yeah, back. I think Wilson's got a better matchup. You know, Rocky Sin is now down for the, the Raiders. I don't know how much that will matter, but it's just another body that's missing from their secondary. Um, this defense clearly has not played at a very high level so far. You know, so if they can keep Max Crosby off of him, um, you know, I, I, I hope. It's, it's obviously more of a hope because, you know, I didn't think Wilson was so bad in week one. It was obviously a lot of checkdowns. You know, the last two weeks have been really the more troubling things. But, um, you know, what what we saw in the fourth quarter when he had the one drive where he was playing a little bit more like himself, you know, hopefully that's something that the Broncos can build off of. The 17 rushing yards, you know, I don't think he's ever going to be a 30-plus yard rushing guy again, but maybe that's something they build off of. You know, for a game and a half, he didn't really have – not a game and a half. For, for the better part of a game, he didn't have Jerry Judy in week two. You know, him back last week, hopefully shaking off the rust for whatever was bothering him not on the injury report this week, you know, so it's full complement of receivers. I just think that we're going to get a better Russell Wilson performance. So I, I think Carr against the the Broncos, you know, it's been different defenses, but he's averaging under uh, 18 points per game in his last six against Denver. So there's a track record there of him not necessarily playing at a very high level. Uh, I buy this Broncos defense. So it's more about um, where Carr is right now than where Russell Wilson is, to be honest, and, based on their matchup. Right. And, I, and I've, I've brought up the, the Vegas numbers a lot already, but that like at this point in the season, that's basically how I'm determining how much these defenses matter. And and the the Raiders have an are two two and a half points favorite, implied for two and a half more points than the Broncos, and so it just hasn't hasn't moved me as much. But that could just be wrong too. I'm going Roger. I have Rogers and Carr in our podcast league, and it doesn't really matter because my team's awful, and I'm a, I'm the bye week for everybody. I'm the I'm the free space. Uh, you just beat me. But I'm going Rodgers over Carr this week. I had been Carr over Rodgers each of the previous two weeks. 
so anybody support me on that? Rogers? I haven't ranked that way, so I would do it. Yay! Not you, Heath, right? I have them back to back, and oh. I, it's like they're two tenths of a point apart. I don't really okay. care. I have I have one league where either. I'm struggling with uh, Carr and Lawrence. That's a tough one for me. Ah, okay. Um, and uh, I think you know we talked about Wilson here, low end starter, twelve to fourteen in the rankings for everybody. Uh, who's the best running back in this game? As a player or fantasy? Fantasy. I'll still go Javante. Yeah, I've got Javante two spots ahead of Jacobs. It's it's really really close. Um, it's the the correct answer is whichever one scores a touchdown. I wonder what changed last week for Jacobs and why they started using him in the passing game, especially after all the circumstances of him missing practice, missing the the team flight, flying on his own. Then all of a sudden he's catching five passes. Like what what was the difference? Is it just they're tired of Brandon Bolden and Amir Abdullah not doing great things, and they realize that Jacobs can do those things? Uh, like, I'm gonna, I, look, I get I'm gonna look something up here. You know, remember week one, Zach Moss caught six passes, I think, against the Rams, and we looked at it, and we looked at the routes run, we looked at the third down snaps, and we kind of determined it wasn't like his role was the was the passing guy. He just happened to be on the field, and Josh Allen threw him the ball. So I'm gonna check week three for the Raiders and see the routes run and the third down snaps. And he, I'm guessing Jacobs just caught down that. snaps for Bolden's. Yeah, I'm guessing he just happened to catch passes on first and second down, and he hadn't been doing that. And that that's harder to buy for me than a guy who's on the field on third down. But I'll, I, I can take a look. It, what I like about it is the fact that they're not afraid to throw him the ball, and the idea that okay, we got two games with one catch and one game with five catches, so. Maybe our expectation can, can be two to three catches for Josh Jacobs. If he well, catches. Also, to be fair, this was the setup for him last year when somebody was missing. Granted, oh, Renfro, yeah. And Renfro's not there. Matt Collins is not Renfro, clearly. And so, you know, that could be the reason is that they're, the, the safety blanket for Derek Carr did not play. And so let's see what happens if Renfro does return this week and what that means for not only for, for Jacobs, but also for Hollins, who's been arguably their best receiver the last two games. So. I, Okay, I so I, I got an update for you. So he played only one snap on third down, but he did run a lot more routes. He ran 17 routes in week two, and I think he ran 27 in week three. Josh Jacobs we're talking about. In week one, Josh Jacobs ran 17 routes. So the routes were way up, but he did not play more on third down. So I'm not sure if it was just uh, throwing more early in the game, early like on early downs, um, or what it was, but he, he wasn't used on third down. That was Bolden, like like he'd said. I guess to we'll me, see that's what the biggest difference in how he's going to play. Like he said, touchdown is going to matter clearly. I don't think he scored one yet this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no. So neither is Javante Williams, by the way. No, I, I, I I'm, this really isn't about Javante. It's just really about Jacobs. Like if Jacobs is doing, like I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> last week was a sign of he can do that again. And obviously, Renfro being out too. Oh, that's a good point. But you guys, you guys are our team Broncos money line, right? Yes. Like they're two and a half point underdogs. You guys both think the Broncos are going to win? Yes. I don't know how you knew that about me, but yeah, I kind of think the Broncos are going to win. But, but you, all right, but uh, it should be a good game. All right, so he, Jamie, you said you have Javante ahead of Jacobs. Heath, did you answer that? Yeah, I've got Javante two spots ahead of Jacobs. I don't feel good about it really either way, but they're both high end number two running backs for me. Are they ahead of A.J. Dillon? Yes. yes. 
are they ahead of they're not ahead of Khalil Herbert or or, uh, or Jamal no. Williams? No. Are they ahead of James Robinson? They are for me. Uh, Javante is in PPR. Okay, and I've got them both ahead of Najee as well. All right, so we'll call them number two running backs. Fair. Yes. yes. All right. Uh, wide receivers in this game. We're going to start Cortland Sutton. We're going to start Devontae Adams. I don't know that I, I mean, do you think that Adams is going to have a good game? Great game. He's probably going to get they're, they're, You're getting the frustration. It's, it's starting to, you know, be public um, about his feeling. I think like he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing um, or not happy with what he's been doing. And, you know, I, he, he's been what? Has he been the worst? Free agent acquisition so far, or, or trade acquisition of the receivers that have switched teams. Yeah, it's a like touchdown Tyreek's been better. All, Cooper's been better. Names. Who? Tyreek and who? Amari Cooper. Uh, AJ Brown's been better. AJ Brown's been better. Christian Kirk's been better. Christian Kirk has been better. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's just reality. I don't think it's going to be the case the rest of the season. But we told you that Derek Carr's not going to be as good for Devontae Adams as Aaron Rodgers. He's been better than MVS. He's been better than MVS. I don't know if I put him in the category of those guys. Well, Adams has scored in all three games, but I, I'm pretty sure he's going to see plenty of Patrick Sertan in this game, but there, nobody's going to sit Devontae Adams um, no. and nobody's going to sit Cortland Sutton. So let's talk about Jerry Judy and then let's talk about the number two wide receiver for the Raiders, whether it's Renfro or whether it's Mac Hollins, who's 15% rostered and has had two good games in a row, a great game against Tennessee, 158 yards and a touchdown. Denver allowing the fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. So, so, Heath, would you start Jerry Judy, and would you start a second Raiders wide receiver? I don't want to start a second Raiders wide receiver. Matt Collins is a fine flex. I, I'm a little concerned about Hunter Renfro. We don't like the fact that 10 days after the concussion, he's still not even practicing. Um, so that's I, I would expect that we're going to see another week of Matt Collins. Um, but he's a, he's a boom-bust flex. Judy is a, a number three wide receiver, probably a boom-bust number three. I would definitely start Judy over Hollins, though. Okay. Uh, by the way, Cortland Sutton, fifth in the NFL in receiving yards. Yet to catch a touchdown and sit Albert O and start Darren Waller. Uh, but I do think the Raiders are like the worst against tight ends, basically. They've allowed yeah. 75 yards or a touchdown to a tight end in every game, but we can't trust Albert O, right? Maybe it'll be Andrew Beck. Yeah. The Broncos uh, don't trust Albert O. Right. Uh, Broncos DST is top five. They really haven't been as good as I thought, but they were great last week against San Francisco. Well, they're doing a great job in terms of points allowed. You know, it's all depending on your scoring. True. Yeah, it's very hard to tell you, oh, they've scored this many points as a DST because the leagues are just are just so different. All right, that's going to do it for the Raiders and the Broncos, which brings us to... It's the game of the week, yeah! The Bills visited the Ravens Game of the week, yeah. Get the game of the week. All right, Buffalo's of Baltimore. Heath, what do you think about the game of the week song? Uh, it's something. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? Remember, um, Real Men of Genius, those commercials. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Very much. Mr. Vending Machine Repair Man. It's kind of what it sounded like to me. Uh, all right. Buffalo, Baltimore. Stat of the game. The, the Bills are allowing 2.66 yards per carry to running backs. They've been a suffocating run defense. 
Uh, do we have to sit J.K. Dobbins again? Yeah. Yes. Boo. Yeah, I agree, but it stinks. Okay, I actually think, guys, this is a pretty easy game. Jamie, lay yeah. it out. Lay it out for me from a fantasy standpoint. Well, that Josh Allen guy is pretty good. You're starting him. Um, you're starting Stephon Diggs. You're starting Gabe Davis as a at least a number two receiver in non-PPR, borderline number two receiver in, in full PPR, half PPR. And Isaiah McKenzie's in that Mac Hollins flex range better in PPR than non-PPR. I would avoid Dawson Knox if you can, um, just because the most troubling thing for me with Knox was 63 pass attempts last week for Josh Allen. He only had four targets. So yeah. still not being used like we would hope. And Singletary is a flex. Uh, for the Ravens, it's Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, and good luck with the rest. I don't. I just really don't want to spend that much time. We expect a ton of points. That's the thing, right? I mean, this should be a bonanza, but Bateman's going to be the tricky one. So we already said you got to start Davis. You're starting Diggs and sitting Dobbins. How, how about um, before we get to uh, Bateman, Devin Singletary Heath? After the nice performance in the passing game last week, you have any interest in going back <laughs> to? Devin Singletary that nobody ever starts Devin Singletary it seems I, I no I I can't um can't think of any reason why Josh Allen would want to drop the ball off to a running back against this secondary he can just go back four steps and throw it as far as he can and watch one of his players run underneath it um I Singletary's I I would start him over if like Cam Akers and Travis Etienne and J.K. Dobbins like there's some people that might need to you'd start but, over uh, Akers he's my favorite He's my favorite running back in this game. Not feeling it. Not feeling the Rams, huh? <laughs> not feeling the Rams at all. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, does, I don't know if this matters to you, but the Ravens have been a really good matchup for running backs. They're giving up five yards per carry to running backs. They've given up twenty-eight or more receiving yards to four running backs in three games: Carter, Brees, Hall, Raheem Mostert, and Ramondre Stevenson. No, I, I don't know. He's tough to trust. Okay, I um, won't, won't expand too much. Finally, let's just sum it up. Let's just do some Rashad Bateman ors. Rashad, how about Rashad Bateman or Rashad Penny facing Detroit? Penny. Um, definitely Penny and non and half. I'll make it easy and just say Penny. All right. How about Rashad Bateman or Juju Smith-Schuster at Tampa Bay? Uh, Juju. <laughs> I've got Bateman one spot higher. Bateman or Brandon Ayuk against the Rams? Bateman. Uh, Ayuk. Curtis Samuel or Bateman? Samuel. Samuel. Not feeling it for Bateman. All right. Honestly, I mean, can we can we move on to the next game? We good with that? Yep. yep. All right. Didn't want to short. Sit the DSTs. Actually, Heath has the Bills DST eighth. Sticking with that? I'm not going to add somebody else, and I'm not going to drop the Bills. Okay. Okay, we'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I, I would love to play the Game of the Week music again. No, I, actually, I don't really have that much faith in the Jaguars this week. But let's go Jaguars. Rooting for you. Honor, I'm an honorary Jaguars fan this year. Uh, we'll be right back to talk Jaguars and Eagles and five other games after that on Fantasy Football Today. Sorry, Duval. <laughs> eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. 
With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, we're back here on Fantasy Football today as I have jinxed the Jacksonville Jaguars. I apologize. So the this game is uh, maybe going to come down to big plays. You know, I don't know how you guys feel about this. I- I'm obsessed with big plays. And as much as I love the Jaguars' offensive, actually was a little, I was a little discouraged to see this statistic. They are one of the worst at creating big plays in the passing game. The Jaguars have only six completions of 20-plus yards. That is the fourth fewest in the NFL. 20-plus yard completions. The only teams that have fewer are the Giants, the Bears, looking forward to that game, and the Browns. They're getting a lot of big plays in the run game, but they are not doing it in the pass game, so... It makes me wonder how sustainable it is. Do they need more? And they have four pass plays of 25 or more yards, and Christian Kirk has all of them. Now they're facing a team that never gives up, rarely gives up big plays. So, Jamie, I asked you earlier, are you trusting any Jaguars? And you said yes to uh, to James Robinson and Christian Kirk. Kirk, you know, he moves. he's in the slot a lot. He moves around. But, but Robinson, I mean, I don't know. Talk, talk to me about James Robinson. Where you have him ranked and how much faith you have in him? Uh, he's in the teens around 16. Um, I mean, look, he's been fantastic, you know, and it's some of it is a little fluky, you know, with how he breaks the big run. Um, and, and, you know, where he's he's uh, a little touchdown dependent. But I mean, it's every week, you know, so it's uh, it's hard to get away from somebody who's getting the work that he's getting and the production that he's getting. So if you have Herbert and, and Jamal Williams, if you're able to pick up those guys or have them on your roster, sure, you can start them over over Robinson. But you got to be in a pretty good situation to bench this guy at this point. And then for Kirk, it's, uh, again, I, I think there's a situation where they're chasing points. Uh, garbage time might matter here. I thought that would be the case for the, the commanders last week. That wasn't. They were just completely inept. But this is a better offense with the way that they're operating right now. And I think Trevor Lawrence deserves some credit. So does Christian Kirk. One thing that Lawrence is doing, Heath, he's getting rid of the ball very quickly. Fifth lowest time to throw among quarterbacks with 20 or more pass attempts. And that's not necessarily a reflection of the offensive line. It's a deceiving stat. Some guys, the scrambling quarterbacks are always the highest on that because they, you know, take a long time to throw the ball. But I think the Jaguars are just getting the ball out of their hands quickly, deliberately. Uh, I don't know how you think that plays up against this Eagles defense here. Probably a little bit different than Carson Wentz, you know, who got sacked, I think, nine times last week. Uh, What do you think about Lawrence? Yeah, it's the exact opposite. It's exactly what you want against this Eagles defense because they don't give up big plays, but they will give you the stuff underneath. So he should be able to get, should be plenty of time to get the ball to Christian Kirk underneath or Travis Etienne in the flats or Evan Ingram running five yards and falling down. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So Evan Ingram, Heath, on that subject, any interest? 
I would rather not, but I do think that he's in that Njoku group. Um, that if like if I had him, I might not waste a waiver claim to go get somebody else. I might just start him again. He's a a high end number two tight end. Would you rather have? Would you start Njoku or Ingram this week? I would start Njoku, but I again, I'm not sure. I'd wait. I use a wa- waiver slot to to make that change. Zay Jones or Rashad Bateman. Bateman. Zay Jones or Matt, or Mac Hollins if Renfro's out. Jones. I've got Hollins higher. Uh, I want to say something real quick here before I forget, because someone in our chat, Sharon Cook, said, no power here, phone dying, got to go sit in car. Uh, I really should have said something earlier, but our thoughts with everybody in Florida affected by the hurricane. Yeah. Um, happy to hear that all, all the South Florida guys, which is Dave, Jamie, Heath, everybody at CBS, and my family and all a lot of people I know, unaffected, but obviously up in, in the central, further north and in central Florida and uh, Tampa, I know. Oh, the West Coast. Really, but yeah, the West Coast. Um. I know, uh, brutal, and sorry to hear it, and hope everybody's doing okay, and we're thinking of you. Uh, Jalen Hurts must start. Miles Sanders, I thought, you know, I think you guys might be too low on Miles Sanders. You got him as a low-end number two running back. Well, a little scared off after last week, Heath? What happened? I mean, it's he's just been everything that we were concerned about with Miles Sanders, right? Like, yes, he's going to average five and a half yards per carry, and, and the weeks that he get. I just if he happens to score another touchdown, I guess it'll be fine. He's got 13 receiving yards on the season. Um, he's got one touchdown. <clears throat> yeah, it's just he is the trap back right now. And look at what these these uh, look what the Jaguars have done. Yeah, in terms of rushing yards allowed, I'm like, too high on him. Three point six. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, they, they've been well, a good I mean, it's, and it, it's a pretty impressive group. I mean, you know, when you talk about Eckler and Jonathan Taylor and, and Antonio Gibson without, you know, any competition, you know, now, now Eckler and Gibson made a lot of plays in the passing game, but that's not Sanders' game. So if he doesn't score, you're in trouble. This run defense has been legit. He has still not played 60% of the snaps in a game this year. You know, Miles Sanders leads Eagles running backs in routes run by a pretty big chunk. And James Robinson actually leads uh, Jaguars running backs in routes run. Very close, though, with Travis Etienne. But it's an interesting stat. You know, routes run certainly does not correlate to, to catches with running backs. But Sanders has but the it most. It finally paid off for Devin Singletary. He let him routes run for a year and a half, and then he had an 11 touch <laughs> game. Uh, and uh, all right, so you guys have him as like a low end number two. Would you start Miles? San- you start James Robinson over Miles Sanders? Oh, yeah. Easily, yeah. Zeke or Miles? Who's the Zeke or a running back in this game? Rank them. Uh, Robinson, Zeke, Sanders. Robinson, that's more, Zeke, that's, yeah. Pollard, Sanders. Oh, I'm gonna Robinson, Pollard, Zeke, Sanders. Oh, wow! All right. but, I can't wait to talk about that game tomorrow. Washington and Dallas. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia wide receivers. AJ Brown. We're gonna start. By the way, here are the green zone targets inside the ten yard line. Green zone targets for Eagles for the Eagles. AJ Brown has five. Devontae Smith has one, and nobody else has any. Dallas Goddard has zero green zone targets. This is all A.J. Brown. Uh, start him. Devontae Smith. You guys, as of yesterday, disagreed on him. Jamie had him 17th. Heath had him 30th. Is that still accurate? I th- yes, He's like 27, 28. Yes. Okay. He, we, we do still disagree on him um, a little bit. 
fight. Devontae Smith fight. Go. I don't know what's to argue against him at this point in the last two weeks. I mean, he's just fantastic with maybe the best quarterback in, in football today. Yeah, I mean, it's like the 12 target game was awesome. The seven target game doesn't get me into the top 20 range. So he's got he's got one game for me that would show that he's a top 20 wide receiver. I think Dallas Goddard's going to get more than four targets this week. Um, but he's, he's in that range from 20 to 30. Dallas Goddard did leave week three with an injury. It's not serious one. He, his snaps were way down, 64%. He'd been at 84% or more each of the first two games. So... Um, that you know that was why Goddard had only four targets last week. However, he has four, six, and four targets in three games. Dallas Goddard. Um, as far as Devontae Smith goes, like I said, not getting targeted in the in the end zone or near the end zone. Jacksonville's been a pretty good matchup, I guess. Twenty second against wide receivers, but they did well against McLaurin, fifty eight yards and a touchdown. They did well against Mike Williams, fifteen yards and a touchdown. Um, yeah, I, all right. So Jamie likes Devontae Smith as a number two. He likes him as a number three. And Dallas Goddard, you're going to start. Dallas Goddard is crushing all tight ends in yards per catch and yards per target. He he just hasn't scored yet. Did but. last year, too. Yeah, he's really talented. Uh, Eagles DST is top five. I guess that's where I, I look at that, and you guys have the Eagles you know, ranked pretty high, and Eagles DST top five, and then I say, how is Jacksonville going to be good? Okay. I mean, it could be a 252-2 game for Lawrence. All right, let's go Jags. Jets at Steelers. Okay. Another part of the projection question I have for you, Heath, is that the Jets have run the second most plays in the NFL. Five mm-hmm. plays behind Cincinnati. They're tied with Arizona. Joe Flacco's thrown more passes than anyone in the NFL. Do you think their run-pass balance changes a lot with uh, with Zach Wilson? Because it did last year. They threw the ball a lot more when it was the other guys compared to Wilson. Well, first on the first point, um, I, I've only just the past two weeks started to adjust total plays per game. I think I've got the Jets two plays higher than I had them at the beginning of the year. I have the Panthers two plays lower per game. So I, I've not made huge adjustments there, and I'd expect those to, to mostly stabilize. I think they will be one of the most pass-heavy teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The Jets. I mean, they're, I don't have. I I may have Zach Wilson projected for more pass attempts this week than anybody else. The, oh, anyone else in the NFL? Yeah. Wow. He averaged 190 passing yards per game last year, in not excluding the game he left with an injury. So he yikes. Um, it, it's just, it's so tough. And, and you say this all the time about certain guys, um, just kind of throw out what they did as a rookie. Yeah. We don't hold rookie, rookie quarterback production against them. Right. But it's his first game of the year. And I don't know. I mean, what, how many yards do you have him projected for? Like 260. Okay. Jamie, I get, let's stick with the passing game here. Garrett Wilson or Rashad Bateman. Wilson. And we got to sit Elijah Moore. I would until he shows you something. I mean, you know, it's it's tough to trust at this point, knowing that Garrett Wilson has been better and Corey Davis has been better, and you still have Tyler Conklin and you still have the running backs. And so he said it. You know, you, you imagine if there was, and and this is where the hope would be, is where Zach Wilson gets to. But imagine if this was like a, an above average quarterback that we knew. You know, not Joe Flacco and not an inexperienced guy, 
Like, let's just say this was Derek Carr on this team or, oh, um, yeah. you know, Russell Wilson. Let's say he had gone to the Jets. Like, imagine just somebody competent that we, we've seen do it and not past his prime. That Or maybe Wilson's probably back exam. He might be past his prime. But, um, you know what I mean? So, somebody that we, we trust. Course. In this situation, and it would just be it would be a lot of fun. So hopefully Zach Wilson becomes that guy, like he said, you know, second year quarterback and 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 takes advantage of this opportunity. There's so many great players on this team or the potential to be great players. And it'd be nice to see them all sort of unleashed. Yeah, they, they but they don't have their starting tackles and uh it but they do have a good matchup because the Eagle the uh Steelers defense has been so bad without TJ Watt. They've already allowed four wide receivers in three games to get 95 or more yards. Jamar Chase, Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, and Amari Cooper. Uh, so I guess you guys still have some some de- a decent amount of hope for Garrett Wilson. Dave is lower on Garrett Wilson. Elijah Moore, like I said, you got to sit. All right, let's talk about the Jets running backs here. Michael Carter or Brees Hall? Heath, who do you have ranked higher? I've got Hall one spot higher. I'm forcing that just a little bit because in the projections, I've actually got Carter a couple spots higher, but they are in high-end flex, borderline number two range. Jamie, I think you're lower on Carter. You have him around 40. Hall, you have 20. Oh, okay, so that's a big difference for you. So you actually have Hall as a starter this week, Jamie. Yeah, I think last week was a change in the guard. You know, and and at at some point, they're going to have to start to, you know, feed the kid a little bit more. And so I, I think this is the, the week to do it. Is he older than Michael Carter? Probably. Is who older than Michael Carter? Bruce Hall. I don't think so. Why? I don't know. I don't know why I thought that. Well, Jamie said feed the kid. It just I was like, aren't they they're both so young? They're um, both no. young. You look up I'll Brees look Hall. I'll look up yeah. Michael Carter. Brees Hall uh, is uh, 21 years old. No, he's so not I even close. Michael Carter not even close to now. older than Michael Carter. I don't know. The terrible, um, terrible. We have some news when this game is done. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's let's go. All right. So Brees Hall. Um, yeah, I'm interesting to have him in the 20s. Uh, and for for Jamie, 20th for Jamie, and Brees Hall is 26th for Heath. Um, Tyler Conklin, man, this, this is actually a tricky game for fantasy. A lot of tough calls on this one. Tyler Conklin, you guys have higher in full PPR than non PPR, but he's basically a starter in your rankings. And, uh, Heath, Tyler Conklin is the ahead of David Njoku. And who was the other guy we talked about in the Njoku? Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Yeah. I've got him ahead of both right now. Again, I think it's close enough, especially in non-PPR. If you wanted to start in a Joku, I wouldn't care that much. But I, I am more concerned about the running back targets disappearing than I am the tight end targets disappearing with Zach Wilson under center. Um, Conklin's actually second on the team in target rate, ahead of Elijah Moore. So I'm, I'm going to start him this week. He is the number three tight end in fantasy, people. Tyler Conklin, seven Crazy. to nine targets in each game. And the Steelers have struggled here. They gave up 46 yards to Hayden Hurst, which is kind of a lot, and 89 yards and a touchdown in Njoku. All right, we're going to sit Trubisky. I'm sure everyone's going to start Najee Harris, but you can start Khalil Herbert and Jamal Williams ahead of Najee Harris. Uh, Pittsburgh wide receivers. What do you think about Deontay Johnson this week and any interest, Jamie, in Pickens or Claypool? I would like to roster Pickens. Um, I, I don't know what to do with Claypool in terms of the expectations because he's still playing a ton, but he's just not producing a ton anymore. And so uh, he was on the drop list on Tuesday. I'm sure you guys mentioned that on the waiver wire show. Um, but I mean, Deontay Johnson, you're just starting, you know, he's, he's a number three receiver, in non PPR. He's a number two receiver in PPR. Um, 
he just has to find the end zone at some point. This receiver group is just not getting in the end zone, and that's probably a byproduct of Trubisky. So this could be a game if they're trailing. Maybe we see Kenny Pickett. I keep an eye on that. No, I think this is just a random thought I just had, and I know it's a Thursday show, so we don't have time for this, but I just updated my Dynasty trade chart yesterday. It's really tough to rank the receivers in this game in Dynasty. (laughs) Yeah, I think... Is it? I'm going to guess Garrett Wilson would fetch the most right now. Garrett Wilson is number one. (laughs) I would say Wilson... Let me see. Let's see if I guess it. Wilson, one. Deontay, two. Elijah, three. No, Pickens three. Yeah, Pickens three is my guess. Elijah four. No, actually, this is Heath's rankings. Pickens is two and Deontay's three, if not four. No, I think he does Deontay. I'll go (laughs) Wilson one, Deontay two, Pickens three, Elijah four, Claypool five. I've got Wilson, Elijah, Deontay, Pickens, Claypool. Wow. Wow. Okay. The Jets are going to have a new quarterback next year. I, I feel like they're going to have Bryce Young next year. Uh, they'll right. bail on him that soon. What's that? You think they'll bail on him that quickly? If they have one of the top picks and can get a stud quarterback, they will. They will not even think twice. They will bail on him that quickly, because in this scenario, they have one of the top picks, and that means he he was bad. They just have to look across the facility at what happens if you hold on to a guy yes. you drafted too early for too long. Yeah. I agree. Although I, I can't say the Giants passed up a ton of great. I mean, they passed up Josh Allen, but but several teams did. <laughs> they, they, you know, they didn't have the number one or number two pick. Uh, well, they did. They took Barkley. All right, what am I talking about? Uh, Pat Fryermuth. <laughs> that was that was after one year. I don't think that was they. Yeah, whatever. Pat Fryermuth. Um, you guys have him as a start coming off a bad game. I just want to say I got my eyes on the Jets against tight ends. They've been really good. really good so far. Yeah. Andrews 52 yards, Njoku 32 yards. Hayden Hurst was dreadful, one for seven on two targets. Um, but so what does that mean for Fryermuth, Jamie? Uh, you know, the first two weeks of the season were, were solid for him. And, you know, he did it against, at the time, the second week, a Patriots defense that we had thought was going to be great against tight ends. That might not be the case anymore. But I just think that, you know, similar to what he said about the bills. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make a roster move to drop Pat Fryermuth yet to pick up a, a second tight end, you know? So while I like Najoko this week and, um, Robert Tunyon may have a good opportunity. Uh, I think Fryermuth is still worth trusting one more time. So we'll see how this jets defense operates. Um, the Hayden Hurst one is not really the, the one that bothers me. It's really the first two games of what they did because, you know, we're, we're, were they holding back somebody like, you know, Najoko based on what we saw last week. So, I want to see what Fireman does. All right. Pittsburgh's the, uh, Heath, by the way, is Fireman very high. Heath likes him a lot. Pitt DST is top 10 for both of you guys. They're 86% rostered. They have been pretty terrible without uh, TJ Watt. Keep that in mind, but obviously a good matchup. All right, chart. We got four games. Let's do four games in 10 to 12 minutes. Well, we I, think, some news. I think we can do it. Oh, go ahead. Uh, first off, Ian Rappaport shared Michael Pierce's Instagram account, and apparently he's going to have surgery on his oh, bicep. Okay. Um, and then in London, no Jameis Winston again, no Michael Thomas again. Jarvis Landry did return. So it's starting to look like there's a chance Andy Dalton could be the starting quarterback for the Saints this week. And who knows if that leads to a potential changing of the guard. So like I just, while we were talking, I picked up Andy Dalton in the two leagues, two Superflex leagues that he was available. Um, not a bad idea to go speculate on if you have a roster spot to play with. Chargers are at Houston. This could be a big game for the running backs. A lead running back has averaged 5.7 or more yards per carry in all three games against the Chargers. That's Josh Jacobs, Clyde Edwards-Elair, and James Robinson. 
but they haven't really had a lot of carries except the Jaguars guys. Um, so that's, I think our question for Damian Pierce is how many carries is he going to get, but it looks like a great matchup. Meanwhile, um, <laughs> I think I have this off the top of my head, but dating back to last year, six running backs in the last nine games against Houston have scored 25 or more PPR fantasy points, <laughs> something like that. I mean, they're just a golden matchup. So hopefully this is a bounce back week for Austin Eckler. Um, Justin Herbert, you guys have sixth overall. I'm going to go quickly here. Justin Herbert, you guys have sixth. Eckler, you start. Uh, Heath, give me your breakdown of the passing game, the wide receivers, and Gerald Everett for the Chargers. Yeah, you're starting Keenan Allen as long as he plays. Mike Williams is more of a number three wide receiver, but I'm probably starting him. Um, I'm going to go back to Gerald Everett for at least one more week. There was plenty of tight end targets available in this offense last year when Keenan Allen was healthy. And I think it's possible that the offensive line problems for the Chargers leads to more short area throws, which would be good for Gerald Everett. So I'm he's still a top 12 guy. I would start him over all the streamers this week. Yeah, Jamie, you're a little The one thing I'm concerned about with Everett is not just the Allen return, is what does their blocking schemes change, their concepts change without Slater there? And now, obviously, Everett is is going to be involved in that in some way, shape, or form. So how much does he spend more time maybe chipping or blocking or whatever uh, to help out without Slater there at the left tackle spot? And, you okay, Mike Williams as a number three receiver I thought was was kind of interesting. He's almost a number two receiver, but uh, 26th for you, and I think that's standard scoring. Mike Williams is 29th for Jamie in PPR and 32nd for you in full PPR, Heath. All right, so... Uh, I like 30 receivers this week, though, so he's he's still pretty much a must-start guy. I see you have both Michael Thomas and Chris Olave, Jamie, ahead of Mike Williams. Yeah, that certainly might change with Thomas right now, but Olave's been just ridiculously awesome now. I'm curious what's going to happen. We'll talk about this, I guess, tomorrow, but what's going to happen with uh, Andy Dalton stepping in for Jameis because I think Jameis is better for Olave than Andy Dalton is. Yeah. Um, but if there's no Michael Thomas and a less than 100% Jarvis Landry, Olave could just be a monster. Yeah, there's a it, that's a lot of moving parts there, but I, I do think if Andy Dalton was confirmed as the starter, I would have Olave behind Mike Williams. If Thomas is out, that's the part I don't know about. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you. If 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 Thomas is in, if Thomas is out, then I'd probably go Olave. I mean, 13 targets each week is has got to be some byproduct of him in the offense, not just Jameis. Okay, so Brandon Cooks, you guys have ahead of Mike Williams. I guess what I'm trying to say is Mike Williams being that low tells me that you do have some genuine concerns about Mike Williams. Is that accurate? There's a lot of good receivers this week. Like it's funny because, yeah. like you said, the, the quarterback play could be bad, but it's you know you're getting Keenan Allen back. You have some guys in some good matchups. It's uh, it's there. You know, to to use Heath's, Heath's phrase, there's a lot of moving parts at that position. Um, I, I think if you have Mike, like I have Mike Williams in a couple leagues, I'm not benching him. You know, so right. it's just a matter of what you have on your on your roster. Okay. On the Texans side, frustrating, you know, without they're, they're, the the thing that sucks about the Chargers right now, and and this could lead to maybe Lombardi losing his job, unless they correct it. They are not throwing downfield. They are not challenging downfield. Now, again, Herbert's injury is probably part of it for last week, but the big plays have been gone. Like, where are they? Yeah, that's a good point. All right, Davis Mills is a sit. Damian Pierce is top 20 in non-PPR, top 25 in full PPR. Uh, Damian Pierce or Brees Hall? Oh, back-to-back for Heath. 
Pierce one Pierce. spot uh, ahead. Hall and PPR. Jamie has Paul two uh, Hall two spots ahead. Damian Pierce or Antonio Gibson at Dallas. Pierce. Pierce. I'm a little concerned about Gibson. I am very concerned about Gibson. All right, Brandon Cooks is a start. You guys have him around 20th overall, and that's it for this game. Chargers DST is actually not <laughs> finished with this guy. Uh, Chargers DST is not in the top 12 for you guys. So, okay, don't start him. Cleveland at Atlanta, stat of the game. Marcus Mariota has thrown four passes inside the 10-yard line. That's not good, but so has Tom Brady. Uh, so, you know, not getting a lot of passing touchdowns for Marcus Mariota. Okay, the Cleveland running backs. Chubb is a start. Heath, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, he's a, a high-end flex. I would start the Cowboys ahead of him. I would start the Jets ahead of him. I'd start Damian Pierce ahead of him, but I'd rather start Kareem Hunt than any Bills or Patriots or Antonio Gibson or Cam Akers or J.K. Dobbins. Miles Sanders or Kareem Hunt? Uh, Sanders. Okay. And Amari Cooper, back-to-back 100-yard games. The Falcons have given up 15 or more PPR fantasy points to six wide receivers in three games. So I'm sure you're going to start Amari Cooper. And then David Njoku. Would you start David Njoku or Tyler Conklin? I think I asked you that earlier. Sorry. Conklin for me. Uh, Njoku. David Njoku or TJ Hawkinson? Hawkinson. Uh, Njoku. Oh, interesting. All right. Jamie's high on Njoku. The the Falcons. Now, one of these is Taysom Hill scoring on the ground. So take that into account. Uh, But they give (laughs) him a uh, a tight end to score 12 or more PPR points in three straight games. So two two games in a row. No, I mean, they have been bad, even if you remove that. Higby had seven for 71. Will Disley had 34 yards and a touchdown. Colby Parkinson had two catches for 44 yards. So the Titans have str- the Falcons have struggled against tight ends. Marcus. For you. Yeah, baby. Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston if he plays. Mariota. Mariota. Mariota or Carson Wentz. Mariota. Uh, Mariota. You guys have Mariota ahead of Stafford. Yeah. I do. Wow. He's been better, right? Uh, maybe. 17 well, to nine to 20 points in all three games. Who's Stafford playing? Stafford was uh, single digits, 24 single digits. Yeah. Yeah. Who's playing defense for the Browns this week? Yeah. What's your question? Yeah, you forgot to mention that one with your defense. Oh, Miles Garrett. Yeah, yeah. And Clowney are both going to be questionable. Yep, it's a good point. Sorry about that. How do you feel about Cordero Patterson this week? You like him better than, let's say, Damian Pierce? Yep. Yeah. Pretty much a must start this week, Cordero Patterson? Yeah. What? It's hard to call a guy a must start when Jamal Williams and Khalil Herbert are ranked ahead of them, but he is pretty much a must start, yes. James Robinson or Cordero? Cordero. Uh, I probably need to revisit that right now. I have Robinson higher, but they're... It, it, by the way, there was uh, an NFL Films, or I think it was NFL Films feature with Cordero Patterson that just came out. Uh, Carissa Thompson is interviewing him, and I think the first question she asked him was, how often do people mispronounce your name? He's like, all the time. She's like, how do you pronounce it? He's like, Cordero. So Dave and I had a nice little debate about that on the show. It is Cordero Patterson. 
Uh, Drake London is a top 24 wide receiver. You're going to just keep starting him. Do you think he's going to be shadowed by Denzel Ward as Deontay Johnson was last week? Does that concern you at all, Jamie Eisenberg? Um, no, it doesn't concern me. Okay. Kyle Pitts is top five in both formats. Falcons offense has actually been pretty good so far this year. We'll see what they can do against the Browns. This could be a good game. They they have a, a higher implied total, I think, than the Chiefs or the Buccaneers. Definitely than Kyler Murray's Arizona Cardinals. Um, it's, a, it's a weird week. Okay, New England's at Green Bay. Hopefully, a legit stat of the game. In, in, I don't. I don't even sure if I even have the number right. But in Brian Hoyer's last seven starts, which spans a long ways, a running back has had four or five or more. I, I couldn't remember. If it was four or five? I think it was actually five. <laughs> yeah, I know. Five or more targets in every game. Six or more targets in five of seven games. The Azer stat here is that Brian Hoyer has thrown to his running backs uh, in his most recent starts, but they haven't really been all that recent here. So. Yeah, I think it's easy to say, correct me if I'm wrong, sit the passing game for New England. Uh, but yes. w- what about the running backs? Sit. Um, Stevenson's a flex. I mean, they got to do something, right? Are they going to get shut out? Is, if they're going to do anything, it's going to be the running backs, I would think. I mean, it's kind of the MO, I think, for the majority of the season for them, right? If, uh, if they're scoring, it's probably because Harris is going to find the end zone, which he's done in each of the last two games. Um, you know, the... Mac Jones was terrible in that game last week, and they were still competitive offensively. Yeah. Stevenson was a big part of that. Okay, so Stevenson or a Jets running back? Uh, Hall, Stevenson, Carter, Harris. Hall, Carter, Stevenson, Harris. Stevenson or Travis Etienne? Stevenson. Um, Stevenson. Damian Harris or Travis Etienne? Harris. Um, Harrison non PPR, Etienne and PPR. Ramondre, oh, go ahead. Both the Jets and the Patriots situations. I'm just, I feel like there's like a 40% chance it could just go back to the way that it was two weeks ago. <clears throat> like it was just one game. And so I have a hard time just believing it's definitely Stevenson over Harris. I've got them pretty close still. How about Rashad Bateman? Well, or playing time has been better for Stevenson in the last two weeks. Rashad, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Damian, uh, Patriots running back, or Rashad Bateman? Uh, Stevenson. Oh, interesting. Uh, P- Bateman and PPR, Stevenson and none. All right, Aaron Rodgers is in your top 10. The Patriots have been really not great against quarterbacks. I mean, Tua only scored 16 points, but he had a 104.4 passer rating, and Lamar Jackson destroyed them. So you guys have Rodgers in your top 10, all right? He has the... He is throwing shorter than any other quarterback. He has the lowest air yards per pass attempt and the lowest yards per completion in the NFL. So please throw the ball downfield. Start Aaron Jones, and then A.J. Dillon is a number two running back for you guys. He's only averaging 3.5 yards per carry. He has a long of 14 yards. He just hasn't been very good yet. Uh, Hopefully we can get A.J. Dillon going. But this is actually a very good run defense so far. So I was, uh, I guess, I don't know, maybe a little surprised. Like, you have him ahead of uh, Jeff Wilson against the Rams. Is that right? That's not an easy matchup. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, I've got Wilson ahead of Dylan. Okay. A.J. Dillon or a Cowboys running back? Dylan. Uh, Zeke, Dylan, Pollard. 
Who's your favorite Packers wide receiver? Dobbs. But both are outside the top 36, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. So this is not, this is a Costanza, not a Bonanza. Robert Tunyon, Heath, you have him actually uh, right around 12th. Jamie, 15th. Uh, 14th. Yeah. 14th. Okay. Tunyon? Yeah, he's in that. Like, it's, I, I know this doesn't, this isn't helpful to anyone, but the, the tight ends from like 10 through 17, it's really hard to distinguish between them in any way that's going to be helpful. No, that's fair. It's a conundrum with tight ends every week, every year. And uh, I would rather just probably just keep starting the same guy and, and catch his touchdown weeks as I try to get, guess which weeks will be which. <clears throat> that's what I'm doing with Dawson Knox. He's not in that group. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm <laughs> dropping him. I mean, I feel like you know, eventually he's going to score. But why? He, because he he, because well, the Bills are just going to throw a lot more touchdowns than the Browns, for example. I would drop him for David Njoku. In full PPR, but there are some tight ends like the the Bills are just going to score so many more touchdowns, and Knox will eventually be part of that. But what sample size are you going to give up on them? I be, well, I pretty much have given up on him. I just I don't believe in very many tight ends. I'm not sure I drop him for Robert Tunyon. Tunyon's been pretty bad. I mean, has he been better than Dawson Knox? They've had like the same season he basically. Week. He was lab, but he wasn't the week before that. He had well, he's targets. also working his way back from an ACL tear, you know. So. Yeah, uh, Green Bay's DST is number one. Start them. Tennessee's at Indianapolis. Stat of the game, the Titans allow 6.1 yards per carry, worst in the NFL to running backs. The Colts allow 2.5 yards per carry to running backs, best in the NFL. And you're going to start the running backs, but it's a much easier matchup for Taylor than it is for Henry. Which quarterback do you like better in this game, Ryan Tannehill or Matt Ryan? Uh, Ryan. Yes. Uh, I, I don't think either one of these quarterbacks are in my top 24. Is there anything to say in this game other than start the running backs and Michael Pittman? Uh, no. Pick up Traylon Burks if somebody dropped him. Yes, he's a good stash. Who's the best? Hines is a fine flex. Yeah, who's the best non-those guys? <laughs> flex. Non-those guys. Hines. Okay. And Jelani Woods, any interest? Um, no. Tight end premium. Would you start a DST? The Colts. Sure. Have a wonderful Thursday, everybody. We'll talk to you at 2 o'clock Eastern for Starter Sit. Jamie, are you on that? I guess so. Oh, it's the Jamie appearance of the week. Yeah. All right, great. Jamie's going to be on. I think Jamie's going to be on that. 2 p.m. Eastern, youtube.com slash fantasy football today, answering your starter sick questions. For Jamie and Heath, I'm Adam. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.